I yearn to have a heart like Cam. As I think about where Cam's at, where I'm at, where you're at, I wonder tonight, can we just be parallel in the heart? It's, uh, it's convicting. Isaiah chapter 58. Tonight, I would like to preach or finish the, the message we began on Wednesday night about fasting to revival. And uh, again, preaching on the subject of fasting. And so if you would, in honor of God's word tonight, let's stand. And uh, we'll read again verse 1, starting in Isaiah chapter 58. And we'll read down to verse 8 here tonight. And hopefully we can reach that verse 8. Chapter 1 of Isaiah 58. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, they say they. They see us not, wherefore have we afflicted our soul, that thou takest no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that ye break every yoke? It is not to deal thy bread to hunger, the hungry, and that thou bring the poor to that are cast out of thy house, when thou seest the naked, and thou cover him, that thou not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go forth before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be rewarded. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask you tonight, Lord, that you'd help us. I know I've been praying this for some time. Dear God, each time we pray, God, help us. Lord, I believe it with all my heart tonight, Lord, that, that we can't do anything and we have no ability to do so. God, our capabilities and inabilities, dear God, are so real. And yet tonight, Lord, we want to come into thy presence. We want to worship thee. We want you to work within our hearts. And God, you change our minds and change our lives. God, that we become more effective for Jesus. God, that we'll be more of one tonight, dear God, that can be used uh, for the Savior. God, I think about that scripture tonight, Lord. It says, make me fit for the master's use. And God, I ask you tonight, Lord, for each one of us in this room, make us fit for the master's use. God, the devil's used us. The world has used us. People have used us. God, it seems like a lot of things have used us. But, Lord, we want to be used by you. God, I ask you to help us tonight to understand it clearly. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
We don't hear about fasting much any longer, it don't seem. Uh, does it seem like fasting is part of, of the church? Uh, not much teaching is on it, not much preaching is going forth. I know in my ministry all these years that I haven't preached much on fasting. I've made a few comments, made a few messages throughout these 20 some odd years, but really just never honed in as I have the past week or two weeks. And But I've noticed that in First Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 3, Jehoshaphat, he had troubles in a way of a war, and he proclaimed a fast. And God came forth, and they had victory in that war. It was a fast that was involved in that. In Ezra chapter 8, verse 21, we find the, one of the greatest revivals that ever took place in Ezra was began with a proclaimed a fast. We know there in Jonah chapter 3, as Jonah was there, was preaching that the people of Nineveh proclaimed a fast, and Nineveh was saved. We find as well in Esther, whenever there was the enemies coming against the Jews to annihilate the Jew, to get rid of the Jew, to, to no longer have a Jew anywhere, the Bible says there was a proclaiming of a fasting. We find also in Daniel, when Daniel was faced with there in Babylon, faced with the enemies, we find that Daniel, in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 18, and chapter 9 and verse 3, he began to fast. We also recognize there Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 29, that this can only be done by prayer and fasting. We find in Acts chapter 13, when Paul and others were being, Barnabas were being sent forth by the Holy Ghost of God, to go out to the missionary trips, to begin the missionary effort. The Bible teaches that there was fasting and prayer involved. We also find in chapter 14 of Acts, in verse 23, when churches were established and they were ordaining pastors and elders, before they did that, they were fasting. And so we see tonight, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, there is a place for fasting. And I know that church tonight does not really... Uh, have that mind or have that desire, but I'd pray that Glory Baptist Church, starting last week, the week before, uh, even moving forward and past our, our tent meeting, uh, that we may look at fasting in a little way, little different way than we have before. It may be some part of our lives that we want to see God, and that key verse tonight that we mentioned uh, on Wednesday night was there in verse four, where it says to make your voice to be heard on high. And that's what it's all about tonight, isn't it? Don't you want your voice to be heard on high on the behalf of your family? Don't you want your voice to be heard high on behalf of your children? And on the behalf of your marriage, behalf of your life, behalf of this church, on the behalf of, of other things that might be pressing you, that might be upon you, things that might seem to be uh, negative, even positive, uh, don't you want God to be able to hear your voice and to, to hear the voice upon high? And tonight, fasting seems to be part of that way to get there. I know that we can pray and there is power in prayer. But tonight, fasting tonight is another point. It's another avenue. It's not something that you take away. You don't say, I'm going to stop praying and just fasting. You don't say, I'm going to start fasting and not pray tonight. It's, it's praying with fasting. Amen. And so we find understanding that. I want you to notice, and we'll do quickly because we preached some of this on Wednesday, but there was the mocking of fasting. We find that in Isaiah chapter 58 
and in verse 1. We found that uh, God spoke to Isaiah and said, Cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people. And so we're talking about my people. We're talking about the children of Israel. We're talking about people who know the Lord. We're not talking about the world. The world don't care about fasting. Matter of fact, they use that word when you go get your blood work. Amen? They say, Are you fasting? And so they use that word, but we're using it in a spiritual term rather than just a medical term. And so uh, we find here in the Scripture uh, that it's my people that's at concern now. Only God's people tonight, not the lost, not the world, uh, not the unsaved tonight. Their fasting means nothing. Their fasting has no spiritual significance at all. God won't hear them above. God won't do above them that are lost without God tonight. We're talking about God's people. We're talking about the church tonight, those that know God. And God has given us an opportunity tonight to have our voice to be heard on high. We see tonight, not only is it his people, but he began to tell them to preach. He said, my preaching He said, I want you to tell them uh, that my people, because of their transgressions, because of their iniquities, because of their sins tonight, that I am not very happy with them. I'm not very excited about their fasting because they're mocking and fasting. And how you can mock in fasting tonight is to have sin in your life. To have transgression in your life. In verse 1, that's what God is saying. Look what he's saying in a way. um, uh, Sister Cheryl said it on Wednesday night uh, in a sarcastic way. We find that he says, my people, in verse 1, their transgression and their house of Jacob's sins. Then he says this in verse 2. The key word is yet. Yet. He said, my people are in sin. My people are in transgression. Yet. This is what they're doing. They are seeking me daily. They are delighting to know my ways. There is a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. Uh, They ask of me the ordinance of the justice. They take delight in approaching to God. And wherefore have we fasted, they said. And so they're fasting in the midst of their sin. They're fasting in the midst of approaching God. They're fasting in the midst of asking of God. They're fasting in the midst of all of these activities, all these behaviors, all these conducts. They're coming to the synagogues. They're coming to the sacrifices. They're doing all that's required of them in a spiritual or in a religious way. And yet tonight, God says you're in sin and you're in transgression and you're mocking. You're mocking. And so tonight, first of all, that we must come to the place where God says to the children of Israel, you're just a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. Uh, you, you, want to, you, you want to fast and you want to do all these things, but there's sin and transgression in your life. You've got to get sin out of your life. You've got to get transgression out of your life, and then you can have your voice to be heard on high. You've got to get these things out of your life, and then I can acknowledge. You see, tonight it is possible that you could come to church and you can sing the songs and you can give the offerings and tithes and you can come to the altar and pray and you can be part of the service in every way and all way and yet have sin and transgression in your life and God tonight's not pleased. Is that possible? That is possible tonight. You could be fasting tonight and praying tonight with sin and transgression in your life and it's a mocking. It's a mocking unto God. And so tonight, uh, if we are ever going to go forth with fasting, we're going to have to know what God feels about that, and that is that we are going to have to get our our hearts right with God by the way of sin and transgression. Number two, 
uh, then we pray, do we preach on mocking of fasting? We talked about the meaning of fasting. We find the meaning of fasting there in verse 3. Uh, the Bible says, afflicted our soul. Afflicted our soul. And so fasting tonight is not a physical deal. It's not a mental deal. It's not something tonight that, that you say, okay, I'm not going to eat meat or I'm not going to eat today or I'm not going to eat that or I'm not going to watch TV or I'm not going to play on my phone. I'm not going to watch uh, this. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to set this to a side. And all of a sudden we make it a physical activity. Tonight uh, fasting is, has nothing to do with physical. It's the soul, the afflicting of the soul. And the afflicting of the soul tonight means you self-inflicting. You're humbling yourself. You are weakening yourself. You are depressing yourself. You're saying to God, God, I have such a need. I've got such a want. I've got such a desire that I need for you to do something. I need you not to do something. I need you to add. I need you to take away. Lord, there's something within my life that I need to hear my voice on high. And I'm not only going to pray, but I'm going to fast. And this fasting is going to be affliction of my soul. Not my body, but my soul. I am going to humble myself, depress myself. I'm going to give over myself to you. And my soul will be intensive. In other words, tonight your soul is made up of three. Remember the will, the emotion, and the intellect. And so that's your soul tonight. Tonight, what we see of you is not your soul. We see your body. But who you are tonight is your soul. If somebody would say, hey, do you know, do you know Brother George? Yeah, I know Brother George. Well, tell me about Brother George. Then we would tell, we'd tell you about his soul. But what you see and how he acts and behaves and how he thinks and what his will is and what his emotions are will reveal to us what his soul is tonight. Amen? That's how you know it. It's not the body. It's not the words. It's the life. And so tonight, we know that this soul is made up of the will. And so here's how fasting would work. Fasting would work with the intellect. The intellect, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to eat meat uh, all week. That's intellect. That's making a plan. That's making the agenda. That's making a decision. What am I going to do? I'm not going to eat meat. All right? That's afflicting the soul, the intellect of the soul. Number two, the will will come in. The will would say, you know what? The body would say, I want some meat. The body says, I'd like to have some chicken. The body says, I'd like to have some fajitas. The body says, I'd like to have some steak. The body says, hey, I'd like to have some shrimp. The body says, hey, man, let me go out there and get some of that fish. And you say, no, the will is saying, no, I'm going to flick my soul, I'm going to flick my will. I'm going to humble it. I'm going to depress it. I'm going to, to give it over unto the intellect. The intellect said, we're going to not do meat. And the will says, you know what? I'm going to honor my intellect, and I'm not going to do it. The emotion part of your soul would be where you're not eating meat and you smell meat. You say, Whew, yeah, that, sounds, that smells good. You know, I mean, come on. Now, just one little bite. Man, that would, that would be so good. That would taste so well. I'm telling you, it wouldn't hurt nothing, you know. And so your emotions and, and uh, feelings and, and all these thoughts and things. But, friend, whenever you come to the place of your soul being afflicted, it's gonna, it's, your emotions will be depressed, uh, your will will be depressed, and then uh, the very intellect will be depressed. And that's the, that's the affliction of the soul of fasting. Amen. And so you say, well, brother, is that, is that really happening? Well, try to fast. 
Try to fast. There's going to be three things that's going to be involved in your fasting. It will be your will not to because your body will want you to. It will be the emotions that you just don't lose your mind. You're grumpy. You're angry. You're bitter because you can't eat a meat. And you want God to honor that. So the emotions are going to be checked. And then the very intellect of that. Amen. And so you try fasting, you'll find that that affliction of the will, the intellect, and the and emotions will be taking place. And that's what fasting's all about. Amen. That's what the afflicting of your soul. And so we find uh, tonight the spiritual involvement in that. Uh, again, it's not physical, it's not mental, it's not emotional, but it is spiritual. It's a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual purpose. It's a spiritual power. You see, why will I afflict my soul? Because I want something spiritual with God. I want God supernaturally to work in my marriage and to work in my home and to work in my church and to work on my finances and to work on me, spiritually speaking. And so tonight, fasting is an avenue or a tool that God has given us. And thirdly, I preached on Wednesday, misunderstanding fasting. And we see in verse 3, one of the misunderstandings that they had that we might have is the practice of it obligates God. Because they said in verse 3, Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou, and thou seest not. You see, the, the, the very misunderstanding of fasting is if we decide to fast and we decide what to fast and why we fast and the purpose for it, and then a, a day or so in the fasting we look to God and say, God, don't you recognize me? Then I'm doing something good. You're obligated to do what I ask because I'm fasting. See? That's misunderstanding. God's never obligated. Even though you fast, that doesn't mean God's going to answer and God's going to give you what you want and God's going to do as you please tonight. It's completely up to Him tonight, but it is an avenue or a tool tonight that we can have our voice to be heard on high. And so misunderstanding of fasting is if you go through the practice of it, God's obligated to do what you ask for. Number two, we find uh, another obligation. Another thing that we find misunderstanding is the performing of it. God obeys. God obeys. He, they said in verse 3, he said, Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge. And Lord, we don't you know? He said, Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure and exact all your labors. You're talking about on that day of fast was a holiday. Uh, it was on Wednesday, the first day of the year of, the, of Israel. It happened this past Wednesday, Yom Kippur. And we find tonight that that was the same day he's speaking of. He said, on those days, you're to set aside 25 hours of not eating, of fasting and praying unto God for the first year. But during that 25 hours, you're cutting your grass, you're going to the grocery store, you're working, it, you're working out, you're doing this, you're doing that. It, you're not serious about the fast. Even though you're not eating, you're not looking to God either. And so you're just going through this fast in a practical way. That's a misunderstanding that God, because you just do the fasting, that he'll obey. Then we talked about the motive of fasting. The motive in verse 5. The Bible says that, is it such a fast that I have chosen? You see, tonight the motive of fasting is to please God. 
That's the motive of fasting. The motive of fasting is not get our way. The motive of fasting is not to get our pleasure. The motive of fasting is not to find that God would do everything and anything that he would want us to do. The motive of fasting tonight is to please God. For it says he has chosen a fast. He says it is such a fast that I have chosen. See, it's his fast, not our fast. And when we do fast tonight, we're not fasting on our accord. We're fasting on his accord. If we do fast tonight, it's not because we are doing something special. It's because we're doing something in the way of pleasing him, of honoring him, that he gets glory and that he gets honor and that he gets praise and that he gets all the credit and he's the one that is worshiped. He said, a day to afflict there. I love this thought here. A day to afflict the soul. He calls it in verse 5, the acceptable day of the Lord. And so the very day that you're fasting, the very day that you're afflicting your soul, God calls, calls it it's a day of a, acceptable to the Lord. It's something he looks on and he's pleased with and he's honored and he's glorified. He said, that's my people. We have my fast that they're chosen. And so tonight, we find the motive of it. And then tonight, we, we see that uh, there's the means of fasting. And that's where we kind of ended on Wednesday night. And so we'll get started right there on the means of it. And so what are some reasons tonight that you would fast? What are some reasons tonight that you would fast? What's the reason of it? What do you want, Brother Way? What? I don't care about my shirt tail. I don't give a rip about my shirt tail. Here, here in chapter 58 and verse 6 is what I'm worried about. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness tonight? The means of fasting. You, you say, well, what is it that I can fast about or what I need to fast over? Well, we find here in this verse 6 the freedom of chains. Or the freedom of bonds. He says there to loose the bands of wickedness. Friend, if you tonight have a bond or you have a chain in your life, it may be a, a chain of anger. It may be the bond of anger. You just got a very angry streak in you. You've got a bad temper and you kind of lose it from time to time. That's a chain tonight in a bond of wickedness. And friend, fasting tonight could loosen that. Fasting tonight could bring forth freedom in your anger. It could be tonight in the way of smoking or alcohol. It could be the way of pornography tonight. It could be the way of unforgiveness or bitterness tonight. It could be the way tonight of jealousy or envy tonight. It could be something else tonight in the way of stubbornness or rebellion tonight, a disobedience tonight. It could be in anything that you and I could look at and say these words, you know what, I'm a Christian and I love God and I want to do right, but I just keep on failing right here. I just can't seem to get further on this. It just seems like I cannot go any further with that. Every time I take a step forward, I always take a step backwards. I'm tired of failing. I'm tired of coming short I'm tired of not fulfilling I'm tired of feeling as I can't complete my life with God and fasting tonight would loose those bounds so that you can be victorious in that amen it will bring freedom and these bonds or these chains tonight 
change that every one of us have. You know, tonight we might have different change. All of us don't have the same change. I'd hope that none of us have any change tonight. But if we do have some change, and you say, I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it. And I tell you what, it just will not get going. It will not be relieved. Tonight, won't you try fasting? Try afflicting your soul over that chain and watch God just give you freedom. Amen. I'm talking about tonight. This is what we need. Fasting tonight. Make it part of your life. Make it part of who you are tonight. It don't have to be every day. It don't have to be every other day. It don't be, have to be every week. It just has to be sometime and when you need and when you help. And ask God, God, to loose those chains, loose those bonds, set me free so I can serve God. Amen. So tonight we find the means of fasting is, is the loose or the freedom of chains. Number two, we find in verse 6 there's another oh, reason tonight or the means of fasting is that we can have freedom of burdens. Look what it says. He says, to undo the heavy burdens. Tonight we find heavy burdens in marriages. The heavy burdens tonight of being married. Oh, tonight it's not an easy thing to be married. It's not an easy thing tonight to, to live with someone else. It's not easy tonight uh, to find yourself with someone tonight that you love, that you care for, and yet uh, they have faults and they have failures as well as you do. And friend, uh, they got opinions and they've got choices and they got decisions. And, and friend, that you'll find that within a marriage tonight, uh, there's going to be squabbles, there's going to be disagreements, uh, uh, there's going to be misunderstandings, and there's even going to be hurt and pain. And yet at the same time, there'll be joy and there'll be excitement and there'll be happiness. Uh, tonight, there will be fulfillment, there'll be satisfaction and contentment tonight. But in the midst tonight, there are burdens upon the marriage. Amen. Uh, the burdens could come from from finances the burdens could come from children the burdens can come from work the burdens could come from career the burdens could come from the friction of the body it could be maybe the disease of the body it could be tonight religious in the way that these things in the way she thinks and tonight it could be in the very vision of marriage where do we want to go next where do we want to live here where do we want to do that what do we want to buy and friend there's just a burden on marriage you know how to get that freedom of the burden of marriage through fasting through fasting. Daddy, mama, start the fast. And watch God just undo those heavy burdens. There's heavy burdens in marriages. There's heavy burdens tonight in family. And raising children tonight, heavy burdens. Heavy burdens as you watch a child as a mother who would, who would have a child and she's uh, conceived that child and, and she brings forth that child and that child comes forth out of her womb and as that child will come out of her naked as a jaybird and as comes out and has no way of taking care of themselves and mama would love that baby and take care of that baby and feed that baby and clothe that baby and protect that baby and provide for that baby and as that baby would grow that, that mama would continue to feed and continue to train and we continue to protect and keep that baby where it needs to be until it grows up into a young child. It grows up to a, a teenager. It grows up into a young adult. and grows up into the middle ages. Amen. And as that child would grow up, friend, there's a burden upon mama, a burden upon the soul of that child. If that child would die, where would he go? Now, I don't care if he's a lawyer. I don't care if he's a ditch digger. I don't care if he's a dentist. I don't care what he does for a living. 
Amen. But I do care where he goes when he dies. Amen. I do care how he lives his life for Jesus. I do care, friend, his life that walks with God. Listen, I've always said tonight, it's just not enough for our children to get saved. It's enough for our children to get saved and serving God. That's what every godly mother and godly father wants out of their children. Heavy burdens tonight when your children are dying and going to hell. Won't you try fasting tonight to undo those heavy burdens for the family? Heavy burdens tonight for the marriages and for the family, but heavy burdens tonight uh, for the way of finances. Inflation, inflation rate is high tonight. Everything seems to be more than it ever has been before. It seems like tonight that things are not going back. You say, well, you know, uh, it seems like the gas, the gas has went down a little bit. Yeah, the gas has went down a little bit while we're, while we're getting rid of our reserves. Our oil reserves that are here for some emergency while we're in war or something of that kind. And now we're just getting rid of all the reserves. And now the, the gas price is going to go back up. All the inflation goes back up. Your paycheck don't go up. But the, but the amount of money it costs to live the same month that you did the month before has arisen to five or $600 a month. Amen? And we find tonight that the finances brings great stress into the home. Wherever you have to cut back, you have to set back, you have to say, well, we can't go that, we can't do that. And the husband says to the wife, listen, you can't buy that anymore. And the wife says to the husband, you can't do that no more. And your friend is just a bickering, it's a fighting, and it's a contradiction between each other tonight. And finances have destroyed many homes. Money tonight has caused homes to be destroyed and thrown out into the devil's way. I've seen people tonight smile on their face and joy in their heart when they got money in their pocket. But when they ain't got no money in their pocket, they come walking in here and they can't even lift their head up. And they're walking around as if they're about half dead because they're poor or finances are bad. Every time the finances is up, they're up. Every time the finances is down, they're down. Friend, there's something wrong with that picture there. I'm just saying tonight the heavy burdens of finances are real. Well, how can I get rid of those, brother? Undo the heavy burdens with fasting. Talk about the means of fasting tonight. The burdens of family, the burdens of marriage, the burdens, the burdens of finances, uh, the burdens of, of bodies and sickness and disease, the body, the, the, the burdens of not feeling well every day. Uh, the, the burdens tonight of not feeling as you were when you are in your young 20s. Uh, the, the burdens tonight on your body when you wake up and the, and the hurt is here and the hurt is there and your stomach's upset and you got a headache and you got this and you got that and you just can't perform like you used to perform and you can't can't go like you used to can go and you just can't get done things that you like you could get done things before you don't have the patience anymore you ain't got the intellect no more you just don't have anything like you used to have and you become gripey you become angry you become bitter because your body your mind is not what it used to be the heavy burdens on bodies is that true we want to fake it oh i feel as good as i was in my 20s you big fat liar. I tell you what, I can do exactly what I used to do anytime. No, you can't. Me and brother, me and brother Keith, if you go out here in the back, you'll see that little platform we made. And it's a it's a 10 by 16. And you look at it and you say, Well, that's not really much. Anybody could do something like that. And they probably could, and they they didn't know, but you probably could. When we got done, we're sitting at the table. He said, I'm tired, man. 
I said, man, we, we only been out here for three hours. I said, but I'm tired too. I said, what's wrong with us? He said, guess we're getting old, brother Larry. That's a burden. That's a burden. Now, some of you whippersnappers this, 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 this evening, they're young and vibrant and strong and, and all that kind of stuff. You don't understand that yet. But the fact of the matter is a burden. The burdens tonight of work. The burdens of work. Working in the home. Working outside the home. Working to provide for your family. Working to keep your family clothed and fed and the house clean. The, the work on your children. The work wherever you need the work. That's a burden. Do you know what another burden is tonight? The burden of the future. Right? The burden of the future. Where is it going to go? Where is my children going to lie? How is my marriage going to play out? Is everything going to be as we planned it for? If we do, and Jesus does, Terry, will we have enough money in retirement to retire? Have we, have we thought about tomorrow and the next day and the next day? That's a burden. How do I undo that? By way of fasting. Is this real stuff? And tonight, God's given us a tool to undo that. And by large, my whole Christian life, I haven't fasted. I'm just telling you the truth tonight. I've never heard messages on fasting. I, I've never really, really did much on fasting. But as I'm learning and as I'm growing and as I'm knowing, I'm saying, man, fasting has some benefits here. How I can have freedom, freedoms tonight of these chains. And then I can have freedom tonight of these burdens. And then thirdly, tonight we find freedom of believers. In verse 6 he says, and to let the oppressed go free. Let the oppressed go free. Tonight this would be saying to you and I that through birth, through fasting tonight, the oppressed with sorrow. The oppressed with sorrow tonight, God says I can set you free. I can set you free from sorrow. I know he passed away. I know she passed away. I know they meant a lot of you. I know your vision is gone. I know that you had big plans of the future and death has come and, and it's no longer that away. You had a job and now you don't. You had this, you had that, and it just seems like things fall apart. Things just fell to pieces tonight. And boy, you don't know really what tomorrow holds. You don't know really. And there's this sorrow in your heart tonight. Uh, he said, fast. Fast, I could, I could take that oppression and set you free. Set you free of the oppression of sorrow. Set you free from the oppression tonight of not only sorrow, but to set the oppression of doubt. Doubt. Doubt that I made the right decision. Doubt of my salvation. A doubt of how I raised my children. A doubt of how I done that and how I done this. And, and we as people tonight, we always get, at the, I'm at the age of 60 tonight, and I look all the way back, and you begin to doubt, well, should I have done that? Should I have went there? Uh, should I have, have done that with my children? Should I have made that such a big issue? Uh, should I have done this with my wife? And should I have done that with, should we have lived there? Maybe we shouldn't have lived there. Maybe we shouldn't have bought that car. Maybe we shouldn't have bought that house. You know how you ever do that? And so you start doubting yourself. 
You start having this oppression of, man, I made some mistakes. And I, if I could have done it all over, I'd sure do it different. You ever heard all that stuff? Tonight, it gets oppressed like that. And next day, you find yourself doubting. And the Lord says, hey, I can take that oppression and set you free if you fast. If you fast. You're going to have to do my fast, though. You're going to have to fast the way I ask you to fast. But I could set you free tonight, oppressed with troubles, oppressed with fears, oppressed with life. Amen. Tonight, these are real issues in real lives of people, and I'm talking about in believers' lives. Fears and things that we don't know of. Things tonight that we are worried about that hadn't even happened yet. You know, things like we say, you know, what if? Right? And we live on the premises of what if? And we get all worried, we get all fretting, and, and we get all disturbed and oppressed on things of what if? We need to be set free. God, help me not to live on what ifs. Help me to live on what is. Today, what's going on and, and what's happening right now. God, set me free. Fears tonight. Doubts tonight, sorrow tonight is wiping out our lives. It's, it's causing our lives to be dull. It's causing our lives tonight uh, to be less effective and, and less attractive. Amen. And we find ourselves in many times in dumps. Find many times we're crying out to God. We're asking God, God, help. I'm so sorrowful. I'm so doubtful. I got so many fears, Lord. Uh, uh, there's all types of things in my heart, my soul. He said, fast. 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 He said, I will take the oppressed and set them free. You know, the Christian tonight will never be obsessed with the devil or obsessed with evil, but they can be oppressed. And we find tonight the freedom of believers. But then we find, sixthly, that we find in verse 6 the freedom of control. He says in verse 6, and let the oppressed go free. We just preached on that. And, and that you break every yoke. Tonight a yoke is what you put on oxen to control the oxen. Right? And so this yoke is what drives the oxen. And what he's saying tonight is you need freedom of control. That there's yokes in our lives. And God is promising by the way of fasting tonight that he'll break, break by being driven by anger. People say, what is wrong with you? Well, 20 years ago, that guy, that gal, they divorced me, or they hurt me, or they took somebody I loved. And you've got this anger in you. And you've got this yoke upon you. And every day you get up, this anger is driving you. It's driving you. You get at work, and it comes upon your mind, and you get angry over. You come to church, and, and you hear it again, and you just get angry over it. And you go down to the supermarket, you go down to any place and every place at home, and this yoke of anger is just driving you. Husband and wife says, what's the matter with you? Why are you so miserable? 
Why are you always just seem to be unhappy? There's nothing I can ever do. You ever hear this statement between a husband and a wife? There's nothing I can do that pleases you. There's nothing at all that I can do that makes you happy. There's nothing at all that I can do that seems like that is enough for you. And really it's the yoke of anger that is driving that individual. And God is saying, listen, I, I will remove that yoke if you just fast. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you tonight, we are just people. And tonight, we're just as everyone else tonight. Even though we're saved and born again, we can allow these things like yokes of anger or then be driven by feelings tonight. That's another yoke is feelings. You ever hear the story like, I just don't feel like you love me. I just don't feel like you spend enough time with me. I just don't feel like that, that you care. I, I just don't, I feel like that you love my brother more than you love me. I, I just feel like that, that they get away with more than I get away with. You ever hear all these stories going on like that? I feel, I feel, I feel. You know what that is? That's a yoke. And that yoke is driving. That individual to the way he's doing and what they're saying and how they're living. And God said, I will remove that yoke if you just fast. Don't we serve a good God? Tonight, the yoke of feelings, it might be the yoke that be driven by situations. The situation could be a yoke for you. I lost my job. I've got sick. I'm in a divorce. I've got financial issues I I got this situation and I got that situation and you know what and every day I get up it's what drives me it's always on my mind it's always on my heart the situation I'm in and the situation's a yoke around your neck and it's just driving you to the person that you are you say I'm not what I really am because of this yoke that's upon you tonight driving you in situations that you change your personality it changes your, your, your demeanor. It, it changes your loving kindness. You used to be so sweet. You used to be so kind and thoughtful. But now you're so mean and ugly. What's wrong? There's that yoke of situations. And God says, listen, if you just fast my fast, he said, I will do something for you. I will bring a freedom from control for you. Can I say driven by people tonight? People can be a yoke in your life. People that you don't like or people that you hate or people that done you wrong. And tonight you want him to go to the grocery store because somebody might be there that you might not want to see. You, tonight you may not call somebody because they may have some information about somebody that you don't like. And so, so your life is affected because of other people. That's a yoke. Does that make sense tonight? A yoke. A yoke tonight might be something of, of thoughts, of thinking tonight. Your mind's always going. It's always thinking. It's always thinking about the bad things, always thinking about the wrong things, always thinking about things that could be, things that should be, things that if was. Tonight, your mind never settles. It never just comes to a calm. It never comes to a rest. It's a yoke tonight, and it's driving your life. It's driving you. Tonight we find that the Lord says that this is the means for fasting. Can I say here fifthly though, or sixthly, the freedom of charity. 
Look at verse 7. The means of, of fasting tonight. Verse 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring thy poor that are cast out of thy house, and when thou seest naked, thou cover him, and thou hide thy, not thyself from thine own flesh? Tonight, fasting will bring a freedom of charity. It will give you, fasting will bring you to a place of giving. It will bring you to a place tonight of providing and supplying. It will bring you to a place where you have compassion and sympathy and kindness to those that are unfortunate, to those tonight that are less fortunate, to those tonight who don't have what you have. Tonight, to those tonight that are hurting, tonight, those that are naked, those who are hungry, uh, those that are in affliction of the world, and those tonight that don't seem to ever just ever get it going, ever get it started. Finally, your heart can be compassion towards them and kind towards them and sympathy towards them rather than being hard and difficult and separate and say, listen, I'm just going to worry about me and my own and us and nobody else tonight. Don't care about the naked. I don't care about the hungry. I don't care about the sick. I don't care about anything else. All I care about is whatever's in my little old world tonight. But fasting will bring a freedom of charity. You start seeing, hey, I need to be kinder. I need to find some more sympathy for them. That compassion tonight, may having, having compassion and making a difference. Amen. Fasting. I'm talking about the means of fasting tonight. What will fasting do for you? It'll do that for you. You'll look around in the church and you'll look around for people tonight who don't seem to be as excited as you are or to be as, as prosperous as you are. And you'll start saying, what can I do to buy? What can I do to provide and supply for them? Amen. Amen. This is what fasting will do. It will humble you. It will depress you. It will bring you to the place of being in submission unto our God. Fasting. Help us tonight, Lord. Help us. We pray tonight. Here, lastly, is the mercy of fasting. And tonight, if our church and us as individuals tonight can come to the conclusion that because I'm going to fast because of pleasing and honoring and giving God glory, and it's going to be affliction of my soul, it's not a physical thing, it's not a mental thing, it's not an emotional thing, it's a spiritual thing. And I'm willing to be spiritual. And I'm willing to set aside whatever it may be tonight that the Lord may lay on your heart. You need to pray and ask God, hey, God, what would you have me to fast? Would you have me to fast at all? I mean, God may say, hey, I don't want you to fast at all. That may be an answer for you. And you don't fast. You do what the Lord says. The Lord may say, listen, uh, you're seeking fasting, and so I'll give you, this is what I want you to not, I don't want you to, I want you to fast this. And then you do obedience to the Lord. Now, out of this, we'll find mercy of fasting. I want you to look at the next verse in verse 8. I tell you, tonight, there was a revival looking like here. It says, then shall the light break forth as the morning. Isn't that what we want tonight? Is the light to break forth like the morning? You ever been in a situation you said, man, I can't see the light in the tunnel? 
You ever been in such a dark place? You ever been in such a dim place where you said to your own self and to your own heart, you know what? There'll be no light here. But the Lord says, you fast, and you fast my fast. He says, you're going to see the light in the morning. It won't always be dark for you. To Cheryl, it won't always be hard. There'll be a light. There'll be a light. You just keep on. You don't quit. You keep praying. You be fasting. God will break through. There'll be a breakthrough. There'll be a breakthrough. The darkness will be removed. The dimness will be replaced. And the day will be renewed. And you'll find after going through the fasting and the, the affliction of your soul and doing without for God and pleasing Him and giving Him glory and honor, one of these days in the midst of that darkness, in the midst of that dimness, the light will break through the clouds and the light will come upon you and revival will take place. Fasting. Please consider it. We find only the light of revival, but we find the health of revival. We see in verse 8, it says, And thine health shall spring forth speedily, speedily tonight, from being sick and weak and feeble to being energetic and exciting and with great effort. Thine health shall bring forth speedily. In the fasting that you bring forth to God, God will bring back that energy. God will bring back that zeal. God will bring back tonight uh, that excitement. I know that we've been saved for some time. All of you have tonight, uh, except Sister Kaylin maybe. Uh, but uh, and you can't during the time of your Christian life that you can be kind of get dull and you kind of can get kind of like, mm, you know, like, man, it's just not exciting as it used to be. But if you would begin to fast, you begin to fast under the Lord, and you do it to please Him and to honor Him tonight, uh, there's a promise that He'll bring back that energy. He'll bring back that effort. He'll bring back that excitement. Tonight, that health of your Christian walk will again begin to glow and begin to grow, and you begin to live like it was. You've just gotten saved and born again and washed in the blood of the Lamb, and you'll begin to Shout within your heart. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you for putting me in the church. Thank you, Lord, that I'm living here with God. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. I know I've got bitter. I know I've got down. I know I've got sorrowful. I know I got bent. I know I got backslidden. I know that I got cold and indifferent. Oh, but the fasting tonight, it's coming through. It's coming through. And if I just keep on fasting, I find that there's a promise of God that I'll bring that health back to you so that you can be excited again about the Lord. Amen. Fasting. Would you consider it tonight? Fasting tonight. Health of revival. The light of revival. And then we find in verse 8. The testimony of revival. He says. And thy righteousness shall go forth. Go before thee. Thy righteousness go before thee. And this fasting tonight, he says, in the way of this mercy, I will bring a righteousness tonight, a renewing, a restoration. I will bring a reviving that will go before you. Not a reviving that you have to get to, but a reviving that's before you. You're not looking back for the revival. You're not looking here for the revival, but you're looking for the revival before you.
there's hope in that. Man, there's joy in that. I don't have to stay where I'm at. I don't have to be where I'm at. Oh, there's a righteousness before me. And if I just keep on fasting and keep on seeking and serving God, if I just keep on giving God over to, to myself over to God and continue to humble myself before the Lord, I just know, he says, that a righteousness will be before me. A restoration is coming. A renewing is coming. That's what we need, church. We need this renewing. We need this restoration. We need this reviving. It just may be that it's going to take some fasting. For each individual tonight, it's you. I can't fast for you, but I can fast for me. We find lastly, there's the glory of revival. In verse 8, he says, The glory of the Lord shall be thy re reward. Re reward. That's the glory. The glory tonight, whenever the fasting is over and the fasting is done, that the person of the Lord Jesus Christ is glorified. His person, his power, his, his purpose tonight will be praised, will be glorified, and will be honored. Tonight, if one person gets saved in our services Wednesday night, it's because you and I have sought out the Lord. And he would get the glory. If tonight, in the next couple of weeks in our services, and, and God would see that somebody would be saved or some soul would, be, would get right with God or somebody would come and join our church and be part of our church tonight, it would be him that would bring that glory. In our meeting here in 24 through 28, as the preachers come and the singers come and the people come, and boy, if God would just move in on that meeting and we might see just a little bit of reviving, just a little bit of restoration, a little bit of refreshing from heaven, that heaven would come down and fill our souls tonight. Friend, it would be about the glory of God. So that's the glory of revival. Us tonight will never get there. We'll never be the reason for it will never be the one that has the person saying, Brother, it's you that brought this revival. Sister, it was you that brought this revival. No, no, that glory revival is always on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's him and him alone. You see, that fasting will bring you to that humility. It will bring you to that place tonight where all you want is just him. And I want his purpose. And I want him and his power. I want his presence. And if it is, all things will be well. My home, my marriage, my family, my church, my finances, everything will be good. Would you consider fasting tonight? As we stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, and our eyes are closed. Say, what I do from here, Brother Larry, I would say you begin to pray. You begin to seek the Lord and ask God what he'd have you to do in the way of fasting. Does he even want you to fast? That's the first question tonight. God, do you want me to fast? If you get tonight the okay of the Lord, then you ask, Lord, what do you want me to fast? How do you want me to do that? I want to do your fast. I don't want to do my fast. 
As I mentioned before, you don't drink Cokes and you say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to drink Cokes. That's, that's not a very good fast. Something tonight that the Lord may lay on your heart for the next couple of weeks before our meeting. we got two more weeks. If our church can get serious about fasting, we might not only see victory in that meeting, but victory in our own lives, in our own homes and marriages. You need to come tonight, you come, and just lay out before the Lord. Lord, what's my part in this? What can I do? Where do I fit in? I want God to move in our church and our revival. Where do I fit in? How can I be part of that? I don't want to get in the way. And I don't want to be the main subject. I just want to be part. What's my part? In this tent meeting. How are we going to get people to come from other churches? How are we going to get people to come from neighborhoods? And how are we going to get people to come from the cities? Well, it might be that we just fast. It might be just that. I don't know. I don't know. I want to do my part, though. And I pray that you do your part. You need to come and do business with the Lord, then you come. If not tonight, we won't tarry. Help us, Lord. Help us. All right. Hopefully I get to see you again on Wednesday night and uh, that we can come together in the name of the Lord to pray and to preach and read the Word of God out loud. To be together again. Don't forget about on the 30th, we'll have the Pastor Appreciation Dinner and looking forward to that. There'll be nothing else this, this month except the meeting, the 24th through the 28th, and then on the 30th. And so everything else is just going to be set for, for the next month. All right, before we close, does anybody have anything? Any word of any kind? Yes, Sister. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground, Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on hand.
Stranger said.